0: And tonight on That Coven Show, we will speak with one of the good guys, your gals in Congress, Nicole Malliotakis, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat wants to be see your boost, Deborah Terry will be at the Dry Bar Comedy Stage, Ciamak Karami with a scandal of California-sized proportions, and Ellie Hope revisits the spotlight. And now, from Times Square, where even as he's twice been impeached and indicted, former President Trump still making Rachel Maddow sweat, here's that heaven!
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am not in a happy mood tonight. I am not. I normally want to start the show for you, with you. In a, in a convivial, genial state. And I'm not in a ge- congenial state tonight. I am in a very pissed off state tonight. And I don't like to say that lightly. I don't say that lightly. But what you have had unleashed on you, the American people, in the last two days, is a pathetic joke at, at minimum, and at worst, it is a harsh Marxist-attempted takeover Of our nation, and we're going to have to we're going to have to get down to the uh, brass tacks uh, on this tonight because it is not it is not it is not something that we can uh, or should countenance with any degree of um, with any degree of grace. There there are forces in our nation tonight that are wanting to take the will of the people out of the hands of the people. Now I'm sure that you've been made aware over the last couple of days, that the president will face an indictment on Tuesday. They tried to do the same thing in this case that they did in the Alvin Bragg case and keep it unsealed. They tried to keep it private and secret because they didn't want the, 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 the nation to know what was in it before it got to court on Tuesday. Then on late Friday afternoon, uh, someone said, well, maybe we should unseal it and let this stand. Now, what you're going to hear a lot from the prosecution in the next few days is the seriousness and the gravity of the uh, callousness that the president uh, countenanced these documents with. That he showed them to people who did not have the right to know them. That he was in some way, uh, even possibly uh, loose enough with them that he could have emboldened our enemies to uh, undermine and to hurt our the, the, the men and women of our military and the people that serve our national security interest. Now, I might remind you that the people making these claims have worked for the lifelong wishes of Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, In their efforts to try to take over the national foray on national security. And while they throw around this idea that President Trump on two occasions said something about information that implicated that Mark Milley, who's generally regarded in the ranks of the military right now as a joke, let's just let's just cut to the core. I know many people in our nation's military who believe that General Mark Milley is an abject joke of a leader for our armed forces. And it was Mr. Milley that kept saying, kept lying about former President Trump saying he was trying to drag us into war with Iran. And the reason that the president referred to this particular item in that discussion that is supposedly documented in in this case and will come out, Is because it was, in fact, Mark Milley, General Milley, who was trying to create the possibility for an invasion of Iran, not President Trump. So does President Trump have a desire to maybe hang on and declassify, hang on to and declassify documents that might, in fact, tell a different story than what the leaders are telling? That's probably true. Now, here's the other very interesting twist on all of this, that if his abuse of these two documents that he referred to when he was in these meetings created 37 accounts of felony violations, then how many violations did James Comey overlook when he cleared Hillary Rodham Clinton of some 33,000 emails, of which 2,000 or more were classified, and were sitting on a server in a shower somewhere in Colorado. Do you remember that even when she was asked about it, it said something about, did you wipe the hard drives? And she she made a joke. You mean like with a cloth? The fact that that this group of people is so up in arms about the great abuse that this former president supposedly displayed in hanging on to documents that were from his administration— And that the court has not decided if he had declassified them or not and said that uh, and has not said that he even had to give them back, though he was in the process of giving everything that the National Archives back as they wished. Is there any doubt that the eighteen hundred boxes of documents that were found in the Bidens, including the ones next to his Corvette in his garage and the ones in his offices in Delaware and Pennsylvania and everywhere else. Is there any doubt that there were not abuses of the classified status of those documents in the places where those ended up? 18,000 boxes would seem to say that there might be, but not one word about that. 33,000 emails, some 2,000 of them classified as Uh, highly, uh, highly uh, secretive or or, or very private or classified, highly classified, all kinds of different rankings that the Hillary Clinton uh, documents had. And no, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, outrage about that from the Democrats. Friends, don't be deceived here. There is one reason why they are seizing on this opportunity to try to put Donald Trump in jail. And it has nothing to do with the idea that he actually put this country in any kind of peril. That did not happen. And every Republican candidate that's in the race right now, you have a really important opportunity within the next couple of days. On Tuesday, this this indictment will be even further unsealed and discussed in the court of law in Miami. And the right thing for you to do as a, as a fellow Republican who wishes to lead this country out of this corrupt abyss that is using everything that you can imagine of our national security infrastructure to sell us out. Yes, the Biden administration is actively selling us out from the, from the White House. On the same day that the indictment is announced, it's also revealed that Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from a Burisma executive to keep things hush-hush about something that was going on there. Does the media have one ounce of interest in what that might be? Would Would that possibly be of any interest, given the fact that we have given Ukraine billions upon billions of dollars, tax dollars that you and I have worked for? It seems to me that you can point to the long history of Donald Trump, his very tough stance against our enemies, His very warm stance with our friends and allies, uh, ensuring that their futures were secure. It seems to me that you could you could develop a pattern of behavior with Donald Trump. And it also appears to me that you can develop a pattern of behavior with the Biden crime family. Ten thousand new photos of Hunter Biden hitting the Internet this week, of which he's mostly surrounded with naked people, some of which are relatives Other emails on that same hard drive detailing deals in which his dad, the big guy, getting 10% of millions and millions of dollars worth of deals. Friends, this is not a joke. It is not a laughing matter. Our republic, our elections, our freedoms from a tyrannical government comprised of one party trying to squelch anything that disagrees with it. Is under attack, is underway. That attack is underway. The question that every independent and Republican have to ask themselves right now is how much of this garbage are you going to continue to put up with? And every presidential candidate that has an R after their name better be on those courthouse steps on Tuesday. If you can't stand and defend America against corruption, which all of this is, then you don't have the right to be president. Kevin McCullough, coming right back from New York. I knew it. Uh, come on, Kev. What's a few classified documents between friends? I told you. I told you all the time. I knew it. I knew he had some, too. Here he is. That Kevin. Kevin McCullough. All right. My next guest needs no introduction if you've listened to me over the years in New York radio. She is a proud congressional representative from the uh, district of Staten Island and South Brooklyn that has had uh, many of the more conservative uh leaders uh, come from that district uh, but she served first in the state house she almost became um, mayor at least she came a lot closer than uh, anybody give her credit for and uh, I think that the city would have been better off with her instead of uh, Mr. de Blasio but that's another discussion for another day ladies and gentlemen please welcome Nicole Malliotakis hello Nicole
1: It's great to be with you, Kevin.
2: How are you? As always, um, you're very busy these days. Quick question. How has the House changed since we last spoke and you were uh, suffering under the leadership of of Pelosi? And now you have somebody who's going guns blazing at everything that he can and Kevin McCarthy.
1: Yeah, well, you know, first of all, on the very first day we came in and implemented good government reforms. Remember Nancy Pelosi used to shove these bills at the 11th hour, give us two hours to read them uh, when they were thousands of pages long. Uh, Those days are over.
2: Let me ask you on the investigative side. One of the things that uh, this Congress kind of ran on was if you give us power, we will take a look at things that have not been answered. And in recent days, we've learned even much more about the uh likelihood that uh, the the Biden crime family are in fact um uh, uh, have participated in very bad things uh Holding Christopher Ray in contempt, making sure that this document and the stuff that's related to it gets made public, especially since it's non-classified, these types of things, you never, you never saw any interest in the last Congress to do that. What do you make of where you guys are at in terms of the investigative agenda, and is it, are, you, are you getting breakthroughs, and are the American people responsive?
1: You know, what we have now that we didn't have last year is subpoena power and being able to chair our own hearings on the topics that we want. How long was I sitting on the COVID Select Subcommittee and there was no hearing on the actual origins of the virus? In fact, next week we're we'll going to be having our second uh, hearing on that. And that that's incredible because slowly we are uncovering uh, the facts that this was manufactured in a lab, that U.S. tax dollars were spent uh, at that lab, uh, that uh, perhaps u s. tax dollars were actually used in the creation of this virus at Wuhan. And so there's a lot of things that we're uncovering,, uh, but we're we're doing it responsibly. we're we're following the facts where they lead. We are unfolding uh, what we can. and then we I believe will see accountability, particularly when it comes to Biden family. Uh, Jim Comer has become a good friend and uh, it's astounding what he's been able to uh, find so far with little cooperation, right? From 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 FBI and other essentially
2: none, agencies. and and kind of in uh, spite and- of the the rule of law. I mean, they've they've basically said to you guys, go pound sand, and I, that's why I think the nation understands if Mr. Comer wants to hold Ray in contempt, he should.
1: Yeah, and I think it was that threat, um, which, but we were going to vote on that, that uh, provided more information to the Oversight Committee and Chairman Comer. Uh, but what we do know at this time is that there were millions of dollars that were uh, funneled from China uh, through entities that really don't exist uh, to the Biden family. And the number of uh, members of that family keep increasing, the amount of money keeps increasing, uh, and, and every day they're uncovering more and more. And yeah. so it's about finding those facts and following to where they lead. I do believe this will end up uh, with accountability, uh, but also going after some of these bureaucratic agencies that have failed to do their job or that have weaponized their position against the American people.
2: That That is really the remarkable story here, because you do have... What appears to be an entire Justice Department that is ready to indict the former president over a couple of boxes of papers, um, ignoring the 1,800 boxes of documents that uh, that the sitting president has that he's not supposed to have in places he's not supposed to have them at. Is there a two-tier justice system?
1: Well, it absolutely seems that way to anybody that is watching. Um, when, when you, when you know, whether it's what happened in New York City with Alvin Bragg, where we're seeing felonies being reduced to misdemeanors, and yet trying to search desperately for a misdemeanor that could potentially try to uh, perceive as a, a felony when it comes to the former president—that's one example. And then what you're seeing uh, right now taking place in Washington, um, there does seem to be. A, a, a double standard of justice. And that is exactly what Republicans have been working to expose and to change. And I think that as we move forward in this process, not just with the fact-finding, um, but in the budget process, the appropriations process, that's gonna that's our leverage to yeah. really push for and implement changes, uh, using that appropriations process uh to, to fight for a secure border, to fight for uh, changes at the FBI to fight for responsible government at, at the DOJ. That—that That is, I think, what you're going to be seeing unfold in the coming months.
2: Our mutual friend Katie McFarland told me this week off the air that she fully supports uh, gutting the FBI and assigning much of what it does to other agencies that are being run uh, more appropriately um if the vote came up, would you be in favor of massive reform or possibly gutting that department?
1: yeah well look we have to we definitely need reforms right and we need accountability and we have to see in what fashion that's going to come up um but there's no doubt that these agencies have become big bureaucratic um entities that, have 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 really diverted from what their intended purpose right is i mean the, these agencies are supposed to be protecting the american people and not going after the american people and i think that that's that's what we need to get uh get back to that mission um and 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 thankful for the whistleblowers who have come forward to let us know what is happening to 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 great risk to themselves right yes. because many of them end up being uh they being they, they see retribution um and they can no longer work at the agency they lose their jobs whatever but 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 they've come uh, forward because they know what is happening is wrong and they don't recognize the country anymore they re- recognize that these agencies are doing something that shouldn't be doing and really um hurts the foundation of our country because this is the type of stuff that you see in in you know third world yeah, banana, banana republic, republic
2: stuff. stuff uh congresswoman Malia tacos Real quick, final question: How is your district holding up with the uh, smoke and the uh, very, very troubling circumstances that the uh, city has faced over the last few days?
1: Well, I, I've just got back. I just got back to the district from Washington. Uh, it seems that things. Are under control. Uh, people are taking the proper precautions. My office is is open. We are staffed. We are there answering our calls, providing help uh, if needed. Uh, I checked in with my local hospital to see if they had any uh, increases in admissions due to people having difficulty breathing. That has not been the case. Okay. Uh, so Good. it seems that uh, thankfully, for the moment, it, it seems to be changing with the with the day. You know, the, the, the time of the day. But as of right now, it seems that everything is being managed properly, and people are just taking the necessary precautions to keep themselves safe, particularly those who have breathing issues, heart issues, or are elderly. Yeah,
2: good news indeed. Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, thank you for joining us.
1: It's great to be with you, Kevin. Thank you.
2: As always. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. Ready or not, we'll be right back. Kevin McCullough. All right. My next guest is no stranger. If you watch the Fox News channel, uh, she is one of the uh, Fox News Medical All Stars. She also happens to be the single most uh, practiced doctor in the Kevin McCullough library of uh, personnel. Uh, Since COVID broke out in terms of actually treating COVID patients, she treated more of them than any of the other doctors we had on, I think, and maybe more than all of them combined. Um, But she has also uh, got a lot of passion about nutrition, your immune system, wants to help you in a lot of ways. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Jeanette Nishwa. Hello, Dr. J. How are you?
3: Kevin, doing great, so good to be with you as
2: always. I enjoy it when we get together and we get a chance to talk. And I'm gonna ask you a question about something I saw on your BC Boost Instagram page a little bit later in our discussion. Um, But I wanna go to the top concern that everybody has on their mind right now. A couple of days ago, some forest fires broke out in Canada. Another one broke out in New Jersey. And the combined wind effect and everything else has visited literally the uh, footsteps of Mordor for people that are com- you know uh, familiar with Lord of the Rings. It looks like. Uh, the eye of Sauron is staring over New York City <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, lava and ash and everything else is raining from the sky. I jest a little bit, but Dr. Jeanette, you and I were talking off air this week and there are people that have, you know, a, a, a spectrum of breathing difficulty when there's just a little bit of pollen in the air. What yeah. is a situation like this doing to those people?
3: Yeah, it, it's really tough out there. It, it, what we're seeing is I'm having patients that are coming in with itchy eyes, with sore throat, irritation in their chest, they're coughing, some of them are are even wheezing um, and they don't even have asthma. Um, And so it can be really a a challenge for, for all of us, whether you have asthma or underlying COPD or suffer from allergies, um and hopefully this you know once the the fires are are controlled this will settle down but it's definitely a challenge when we're in the middle of of allergy season and and so much pollen um is brewing it already but what i'm telling my patients is you know for example if if you are uh, in, in an area where we have you know a high level of pollutants where it literally says unhealthy uh, external air quality Try your best to stay indoors as much as you possibly can. Mm. Also, if you have asthma, for example, make sure you carry your asthma inhaler on you, especially if you have, you carry a rescue inhaler. You don't want to be stuck without it. You know, these pollutants that are out in the air... Um, they can cause an asthma exacerbation, or even if you don't have asthma, you can have what's called reactive airway inflammation, and that can be dangerous. And so you want to make sure you keep your medicines on you, keep your inhaler on you. I have seen some patients wear a mask just as they exit the building just to get into their vehicle or onto the train because it's so heavy right now here in New York. Um, some people are, are, are doing that. They feel better doing that. Um, but, you know, it's not a recommendation that I'm, I'm giving to everyone. But some of my patients say that they feel more comfortable until this the wildfires settle down. Um, and another thing that people can do if they're having symptoms, um, sometimes taking an antihistamine. But the, the most important thing is, is not to be around this allergen, uh, this bad air quality in the first place. Right. Um, of course, that's hard to do when you have to, you know, go to work and need the you know leave your home but um, until this settles down because this is this is unusual and until it settles down you know try to stay indoors if you have air purifiers use an air purifier change the filters in your air conditioning units and that sort of thing as well all these little things together can help and then when you are outdoors and you go back inside you know rinse off your face um, with, with a splash of water to, you know remove your clothing take a shower You know, put those clothing in the wash right away to try to minimize the pollutant that you're uh, inhaling.
2: Um, My bride grew up in Southern California, so they got used to seeing, you know, some forest fires every year. I've never seen it uh, do what it's doing here, though. It's traveling hundreds of miles from from Quebec down to New York City and up from mid-Jersey to the tri-state area. And it just seems like, um, I don't know, it really... This is, the, we. I've lived here 20 years. I've never seen anything like this uh, in my in my 20 years here. Let me ask you a, a follow-up on some of the things you mentioned. I want to go back to the mask thing for a second. Um, you know, people got kind of jaded about the masks because eventually right. Dr. Fauci said they didn't really do much. But these pollutants are much, much larger uh, objects than the COVID virus. Is that correct? And that's why a mask would yes. be effective in, in this type of situation?
3: Yes, but if I have a patient that has asthma, I will, will not recommend them wearing a mask because it's going to make it even more difficult for them to breathe. So it, it's optional.
2: Dr. Jeanette, I always appreciate your time. You you literally take it out of your day of practice to share your insight with us, and we are very, very grateful.
3: Oh, it's always a pleasure to be Ready with
2: you, Kevin. Not, we'll be right back. Now back to that Kevin show with Kevin McCullough. All right, back at that Kevin show live from Times Square. Let's get over to the dry bar comedy stage where the artistry of Deborah Terry is on display.
4: Beautiful children. My son, when he was born, I described him as the Gerber baby. I mean, in every sense of the word, I'm talking blonde hair, blue eyes, cutest little white boy you ever seen, right? (laughs) My son is albino. I'm so cool with that. That's just how we were blessed. We're out in public, get some strange looks. People looking at me like I'm the nanny. Oh yes, mind your business, (laughs) ma'am. You're gonna get stabbed in the forehead. Yeah. (laughs) Have a great day. (laughs) That's so cool, so cool. But you know, we took him to Disney World. You try taking a toddler off the ride when the ride stops. You know how your children just show out in public, you know, just fall out like somebody just took every bone out of their body, like they would just been filleted or something. So, son, we've got to go. Other people are waiting, because that's how I talk in public, right? Other people want to ride, son, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so he falls out and we have to pick him up and carry him out of the line. We're picking him up. People are walking by, nosy people just walking by. Arms flailing, he's kicking his legs, walking by. This one lady said, poor thing, he probably just wants his mother. <laughs> Mind your business, ma'am. <laughs> You're going to get stabbed in the forehead. <laughs> have a great day. Have a great day. Oh, my son, he's getting bigger now. And so I, I go and check on him at night. I can't say I tuck him in. I go check on him at night. And I was checking on him the other night. And he said, mom, what have you been eating? i like, I don't know. Why? Because your breath stinks. It's like, whoa, honest to a fault, just like his mom. But just like his mom, if he's offended you, we want to get it right, right away. But mom, it's okay. It's okay, because at school, we're talking about dinosaurs. And every animal has a defense mechanism. Your breath could be your defense mechanism. Just like, we don't even need a gun. Somebody breaking the house. You just go. Ah. <laughs> thanks son, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Now my daughter on the other hand, bubbling brown sugar, feisty, just like her mom. She was born five weeks early at home on the kitchen floor.
5: <laughs>
4: I'm having labor pains. I called my doctor. You know, he says, can you be here in an hour? Sure, doc, I'll be there in an hour. My bag is already packed five weeks early because I've got OCD, right? Well, actually, mine is CDO, okay. <laughs> got my bag packed, come out of the bedroom, take a few steps. Contraction hits me, but I've been doing lamas. I can breathe through that. I'm breathing everything, okay, I'm good take a few more steps I'm in the family room another contraction hits me takes me to the floor my water breaks I told their father call the ambulance I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make it this genius (laughs) that I'm married to or was He looks in the phone book, (laughs) I'm not making this up. He looks in the phone book, I'm like, what are you doing? It's 911, just call the ambulance. And so he's acting as if he's auditioning for the Ben Stein Visine commercial. You know that guy, he's, my wife is in labor. She says she's not gonna make it. I'm screaming, well, somebody just help me. So you can see my daughter moving down the birth canal. I'm now on the floor. Will somebody help me? Her head pops out. He goes outside (laughs) to wait for the ambulance. I tell my son, just go over there somewhere. You You don't need to see all of this. Just go over there. I'm screaming, will somebody help me? I hear the ambulance. I hear the siren, then somebody comes through the front door, runs through the living room, runs through the dining room, runs through the family room, slides in home, safe, comes up with a ball, I mean baby, in his hands, and I'm like, it's a baby girl, he said, but she's not crying. This little woman clears her throat. And it was at that moment I realized I had just given birth to the other woman. The other woman was my daughter. She has been feisty ever since. She's a tomboy, just like I was. Any former tomboys in the house? Yeah. Helps you navigate in the world. You're not so scared, right? Tomboy. I was one of the guys until I started liking the guys. Now I'm showing up play tackle football with lip gloss and eyeliner. (laughs) Hormones all over the place. And the fellas are looking at me like, what's all that stuff on your face? I'm like, what stuff on my face? all over the place. So I was the secret weapon on my brother's football team, tackle football. They would pick me because no one ever suspected that I could tackle and knock you down. I'd hit you low, knock you flat. So I'm getting there right in front of the center of the other team, he's getting ready to hike the ball. I'm gonna knock him flat like always. This time he hiked the ball, the guy knocks me flat. I'm on the ground, my brother comes over there. Yo man, you better get up off my sister. I said, no, he's all right. (laughs) Hormones all over. (laughs) We we just discussing a play. We just discussing. (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I love my children, but people don't raise children like I was raised back in the day. You know when mama said do something, you did it. It's what I call the gospel according to mama. I was in the grocery store and there was a mother negotiating with her son. I'm gonna count to three. Now I'm thinking the only thing my mama counted were the minutes I was passed out. (laughs) After she beat me, right? <laughs> he wanted some Cocoa Puffs. She's trying to explain to him why he's gonna have Life cereal. He didn't want to hear that. Popped her upside the head, knocked the cereal out of her hand. I'm like, had that been my mama? Only thing you heard in that store? Clean up on hour three. <laughs> Clean up on hour three. Cocoa Puffs would have been everywhere. My mother would take the cereal box and beat you with it. Didn't I tell you, Mama? Stop! You're a cereal killer. Stop it. <laughs> as gas is <laughs> <laughs> or how his milk is same as gas
2: ready or not we'll be right back with a no-drink minimum. It's that Cabin Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to welcome back to the New Music Spotlight, Ellie Holcomb.
5: When your heart beats fast And you're so
2: music.